Hi. That's a big fish behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I do anything, that's what everybody talks about. The big fish? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. It's a big fish. It's, it's a little distracting, especially <laughs> yeah. when you go like this. Wow. It's like kind of Floridian, Floridian fish. Yeah, I was going to say that's good for, uh, for where you are. Yeah, actually, we see a lot of them. I mean, not this, but we see a lot of tarpoons and this kind of. There is a lot of nature. Nature yeah. is back now that the now that the the boats are not really going anywhere. You, you mean know? like the uh, the dolphins swimming in the canals in Venice? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> no, it's but, not true. It's a it's a fake. It's a yeah, fake thing. I don't think there was. Around. I don't think there was ever <laughs> ever dolphins there, but there are dolphins here. A lot, a lot of manatees. Of, I guess it's usual. There's yeah, like, yeah. But now the boats are not running, so it's like, yeah. Okay, I can chill. They can chill, but it's so dirty. Ugh. The mount now. There's no movement in the sea, so things are just like accumulating, accumulating. Yeah. The, terrible. Anyway, what's up? How have you been? Recovered from the from the shock, from the initial shock of uh, of it all. Oh, not yet. Kind of the, uh, you know, I, I, when the, this whole thing like was kind of kicking off, I had left for tour. I remember. So I was, um, yeah, I was like, I think it was a Wednesday. I was flying to Europe. Um, and I had three weekends of gigs that were still, except for Milan that had been canceled, but the rest were all ready to go. Oh, I can't hear you now for some reason. Wait. Oh, there you go. I can't hear you again. It's very faint. Wait. Oh, there you are. All right. Probably I touched the cable. Uh, yeah. You say, uh, but you still had gigs? There were still gigs happening? Yeah, yeah. I had, I still had six. Um, but, and they were and all you, supposed to and happen. you played them. But you played them? No. No. And then I flew to um, Heathrow first. And then, like, I had one, you know, one day off. Like, I flew over a day early so that I wasn't, like, yeah. you know, you fly over there. And then it, it's, you Chaos. haven't slept all night. And then you, you have to play a gig. Like, I, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I um, take three, four days if I come to Yeah, yeah. Side. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. Like, I, I kind of decided that a long time ago in general. Like, even when I just go away for the weekend, if I can, I go on Thursday, wherever I'm going. Yeah. Just to sort of settle in or whatever. Even though I'm, you know, you have to pay for an extra night hotel or something. But All right. It's always worth it to me. But yeah, I, I went over and then sort of the person I was supposed to stay with on Thursday night in London, like, their wife seemed to be sick. So they're like, you can't stay here. She had the COVID. Yeah. So then the I was, C. so my first gig was in Marseille. So I was like, I guess I'll just go straight to Marseille. Um, then I went there and then that gig was still happening on Friday night. Everyone was excited. Um, and then at like 10 o'clock at night, maybe, they, the, the prime minister announced that all bars were, and clubs were closed. Yeah. 
So like two hours before it was supposed to happen. And then after that, just every day, all my gigs got canceled. Yeah. And as I mean, you know, like, I, I think like, it's funny because initially there was this stuff like online, like on Facebook with people talking about like, oh, like all you poor DJs, so sorry, your egos are bruised and you can't play your gigs. And as you know, I think people don't understand that the way these things work is like, I had paid for all of my flights and then all my lodging and my days off. So like if I cancel the gigs myself, as you know, that means yeah. I owe all that money. Of course. So I, I you know, I, I, I understand I'm not the only one, but I went from making enough money potentially to pay for my life for like three months to losing, I don't know, $5,000, I guess. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, I tried not to cancel anything, but I knew that everything is going to get canceled. I mean, I saw, yeah. I saw it unfolding. Uh, happily, I got to say that a lot of the flights that I had were, I did like EasyJet, so it's so they send the money back because it's like wow. areas, areas that you couldn't fly. So they yeah. canceled a lot of the flights. Or if you didn't have, for example, that's, that's like a... But if you didn't have like an Italian passport or whatever, stuff like that, they had some, some kind of rules that you're like, okay. I mean, if you're a foreigner, then you, get, you can get your money back on the, on the flights, which was nice that they did. So a lot of uh, like all the Moroccan flights, all the stuff that I had for the, like Spain. I booked already. I tried. I kept for last minute the booking of the flights because I saw it. Uh, we, were, uh, we were in Japan and I saw it unfolding, you know. Yeah, so yeah. It's like, Okay, I'll wait till the last minute because I know that. But uh, in your case, that it's like a tour and you got to do it in advance. It's not like something you do. It's exactly. Not like, it's not like something you do the last minute. Yeah. And then even worse, as my gigs got canceled, I had to book new flights. Yeah. So I, 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 just, I just lost mountains of money. Um, yeah. And then, plus, of course... Plus the whole situation is not, is not, in, is not like... It's not a fun situation to be. I mean, I remember it's like, you know, the beginning of this is the biggest kind of, like, people are stopping people, like, the first second. Yeah. It's like, this is like, okay, fuck everything. All bets are off, like, the first second. I think now yeah. people are starting to get back to the fact that, okay, we're going to survive. It's, it is like end of the world, a long end of the world, kind of, uh, kind of yeah. but we're going to survive it. And uh, we're going to need some people around us also. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, uh, you see people are more and more connecting again. Yeah. It's kind of, it's all right. It's, it's the normal, it's the normal way of people, which is, which is okay. You know, it's also expected. Everything that's happening is expected. Yeah. Except the fact that you don't have any control over your life, which is, it's normal, but you don't have the control also in a physical way. You don't have a control. I mean, like if you get sick or not, you never know what's going to happen. But also, yeah. you, can't, you can't go out to work now anywhere. It's not like only in the U.S. It's not like yeah. there's nothing going on anywhere in any aspect of life. Not a lot of people are working, you know? Yeah. So that's, the, that's like the, that's the, that's the main problem I think people are feeling now. It's like, you know, it's like a very bad cabin fever. Yeah, I think like I noticed the last few days, like three days now, this week, like Monday, um, I woke up and I had like five texts from friends that were basically like, 
like Tim Sweeney sent me one that just said, I quit. Yeah. <laughs> like people were just really, it was the first wave, I think, of it being incredibly difficult where people were like, I can't do this. Yeah. I mean, also there's, what is there to do? That's what I'm asking. That's the thing. That's, I mean, that's what I think is the most interesting thing about all of this is then you're put in the situation where it's, you go through this thing where it's like, I can't do this, but you do it. And yeah. then, you know, what does that mean? I can't do it. I can't sit in a room potentially by myself without a lot of stimulation. It's, I think it's more the fact that your job is obsolete. I yeah. Mean, everything that you did all your life has no meaning. At this point. That's a huge part of it. That's, that's, a, that's yeah. the main thing. It's like, there's nothing, literally nothing I can do to better my life or any other yeah. life around me. Even as much as I think, oh, you make music and people are happy. And, it's all right. Yeah. That's, that's okay. That's a small amount of stuff that's like, it's more your ego saying, yeah, you did good stuff and whatever. But the self-feeling is like, what? Now I don't feel it anymore. But at the beginning it was like, the same thing like Tim's like, I quit. It's like, but then I quit, but I quit from what? Like, I know, what? that's what I'm saying. Like, what did I do? What did I do before that? No, that I, made, made any meaning now, you know? It's like, what's, what makes meaning now to deliver on Amazon? It's like, to give somebody something, you know? Well, that's why I was kind of like, in the very beginning, when, when this really, uh, when I had lost everything, not just my European tour, but like every gig in my yeah. calendar, like festivals, you know, probably like. This year is canceled. Let's, let's put it that. Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, but every gig I had was canceled. Um, and I was kind of like, what did I do with my life? You know, like what? I am the most unimportant. I play the most unimportant role in life. Yeah. And now, it, though, now that I am sitting here you know thinking pondering that it's like no like i think we play the most important role otherwise we're just a species working for amazon delivering goods you know you go to work every day go home order stuff to be delivered without art you're just yeah. you're just uh, a machine yeah i mean that's that's the that's the only thing that keeps I mean, we were, what I can say about ourselves, I mean, at least myself, we we're always struggling. Always. It's not different. Yeah. No, it's not. Imagine no. that you're just not getting booked. That's what I'm imagining. Yeah, in my head. I'll be honest, I didn't yeah. have such a great year this year. I didn't have yeah. that, much, that many bookings. Yeah. I was like, it's not different than what I felt in January. I feel the same. Although yeah. now I'm like, <laughs> I can't really enjoy even the simple yeah. stuff like more like the outside of the simple stuff inside i'm enjoying everything i mean i'm having fun i'm watching good stuff i'm eating good food i'm doing whatever i can to enjoy my time i don't even have enough time it's like passes in a second like every day yeah it's already the i don't know what is it third fourth of april i've been in miami since the <laughs> 9th of march yeah it's like like this it passed like no Really, I didn't feel it. I sometimes all I feel is like, oh, I, I'm sleeping again. It's like, yeah, I, I'm sleeping again now. It's like, and the <laughs> the, the most funny thing that the, the dreams are getting weirder and weirder. Oh yeah, it's, it's not even your dreams. 
That's why yeah, I, yeah. I don't I don't know these people. <laughs> I don't know these places. Like everything is becoming like it's so okay. Me has been so big now inside of myself. Yeah. I've been so so much obsessed about me and me and me. Then now yeah. it's over. After a month, it's like over, and there's like there's like every energy from the it's weird to say, but energy from the outside outside people are getting in this kind of you know i don't know I don't know any of this well, it depends how much you believe in like oh, I just want to say first that I'm watching the comments and I see people responding to my saying like how important are people like us in the larger scheme of things, and I appreciate that they're saying it's very important, but um they I mean, I don't know how much you believe in this kind of um, I think for me, what you're talking about is when you remove all the stimulation, especially like culture and um, media, then you're tapped back into like the collective unconscious kind of world i I, I mean I, I need to read more into it, but honestly, I've been dreaming every night about people I've never seen in my life. I've been like strangers it's like a, it's like I'm tapped into a this weird world i I have no idea also when I'm dreaming it's like tonight i don't I don't remember the dreams i need i i I put like a notepad next to my bed now to start yeah. to write stuff, but it's like I understand stuff in the dream I don't know how to explain yeah. I, I understand the stuff no, no. that's happening but it's like uh-huh yeah, that's right this is right this is this makes sense this makes sense. But zero makes sense in the it's like in the total it's like nothing yeah. makes sense in in what I dream it's like this this has nothing to do with me, yeah, it's weird. Let's see if it progresses if we get to maybe some enlightenment in this this is maybe the road to enlightenment this kind I of, think so. uh, this kind of i don't know uh like full on full on n- not nothing i mean there yeah. are stimulation like i've taste and videos I watch and I listen to them. It's not that different than the normal life. What do you do normally? You just go out more, maybe. Sit, have a beer outside with people. Yeah. Like I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a big part of it for me is just being around people. Now? I go every day. I yeah. walk. Well, it's funny. Someone asked the question um, something about uh, do you find yourselves questioning why you make art is your motivation different now than when you began and i did like you know now i walk to my studio um or you've been there right yeah, yeah you've been yeah, to my course. studio before so i walk it's like three miles from my apartment um so i walk there and back every day and i just sit in that huge building by myself you make and music? i and i just i've been making tons of music but like the last last week i made like six very like sort of rough and tumble techno like psychedelic techno tracks just yeah. because it's just simply what came out when I was in the studio like usually you know you're in that routine of like gigs studio gigs studio all right I have to finish this EP so it can come out at this time so I can tour this place and this is just now like <clears throat> let me yeah. just go in and see what comes out I don't even know if anyone's ever going to hear it and what's the and kind of like what's the point? I mean, I'm going through that now, like to answer that question is like sitting in the studio and just being like, "What is the point of doing any of this like 
not in a negative way, just kind of like, what's the point of it? You know? I mean, uh, what was the point when you started? That's the thing is... That's the question. I mean, you've been I, making music for... I'm not even saying as the Juan McLean, but in no, general. My entire... Almost... I, I've been doing it now for... 30-odd years. Um, and to me, it was always about fun, which seems so trivial. But when you remove fun, then you're... Uh, for me, then I'm just dead in the water. Like fun to me is the, is the entry way to sort of like authenticity. Do you think we're spoiled? Do you think we feel what we feel because we're spoiled as people? It's like oh. they, took, they took a toy from us now. They're like... <laughs> you mean right now? Yeah. This kind of feeling, it's like we shouldn't feel this. We should still feel lucky every day that anybody ever heard us. The gigs that we had. The I always did. I always did, though. I do. Um, like the question, the question: If now the fact that you're like have no, like you said, but you know it's a over overstatement. It's like no meaning for the things that we do. Right. It's like, are we spoiled to think like that? I think people used to create just to create. I mean, but there a, always needs to be like a social context. I, I've thought about this over the years where I was like, I'm in such, I mean, in you two, like I, I'm in such a privileged position where it's like, if I'm working on something and I know it's pretty good, yeah. I can have a, I have a sense that generally I can tell if something is going to be released and put out into the world. Yeah, of course. And if you re and I'm always asking myself the question, like, if you removed that completely, then would I still make music? And honestly, I don't think I would. Without an audience, I, I don't think I'd make music. Yeah. I don't believe, uh, by the way, I don't believe that any artist wants to be an artist without, it's a very, it's a very, it's a, it's a question of a lot of insecurities and ego. And even though you're, and talent, which is, I mean, it's like you're living a dual life all the time. It's like between what you want to do and between how do you want people to perceive what you're doing? You're like all the time, it's like, I don't make, now I, I got to say, I don't make tunes and I'm like, you know, there was like a time that's like you making tunes and you're like, oh, this will fit this and this will fit yeah. that and this will be great. This is over. There's like the, the amazing starting point that you're making music to enjoy the point that people are starting to realize that you're making good music, you know, it's starting to go out. And then it's like, okay, I want more of this feeling. It's yeah. like a drug. I want more. And then it's, I feel like for me, at least it's, I mean, I've, I've passed that. I'm still making music just to enjoy making music, but, yeah. uh, but also I want to release it. It's a business. Yeah. That's why it's, it's show business. I don't think it's art as much as it's show business, what we're doing. It's well, not that different than making TV or movies or, whatever theater or this that's kind of stuff. for me it's not for me though um i don't know i see jeff manpower is on here by the way um yeah. <laughs> but we were talking about this the other day where he i like when i was thinking about like our value in the world in general um and if i and if i could have the question answered like how many people in the entire world would say that they're 
a Juan McLean fan. That like somehow music I made or gigs I've played have, um, you know, that have, have touched them and they would say, yeah, I'm a fan of what this guy does. I'm a fan. And, and it's been an important part of my life. Like, I would, ge- I would guess that it's like many thousands of people, tens of thousands of people, you know, like, I mean, I've like, you know, my Spotify, like lots of tracks with millions yeah. of plays or something. And Jeff posed this question about like, what if you just had a thousand fans, real fans, would they be willing to part with, uh, I came up with this part, would they be willing to part with like between five and $10 a month somehow? Um, you know, we don't sell music anymore. Like I'm just saying in general for, to see you at a gig, to buy your music or something, if that were true, just a thousand people, you would live a really decent life and be able to like do your art and not worry about having to eat. Yeah. And it all comes down to like, like $5, like people spend in New York $5 on a coffee Coffee. every day. But if you ask them to part with any amount of money for anything having to do with music now, it, it, I don't it's think it has really the same difficult. feeling. That's the. That's I always I always love the the comparison to coffee. You know when all this, like, <laughs> iTunes I love coffee and whatever. Yeah, it's like it doesn't have the same feeling. Coffee as a as an instant, instant kind of delivery to the feeling. Except music takes a long time to get to it. You know, it takes a while to understand the music that you create. You know, especially stuff that we do, which has which has more effect in certain situations than other. Well, know? that situation for me though, too. It, but they do pay, they pay fucking 10, 20 yeah. bucks to get to the club. They do. Each of them. And if, yeah. if you would say, if you would tell me, okay, the music is all right. It's always been your calling card, or whatever business card that you make to, to show that what you're doing, but you have this art form also that is to DJ or to play it live. Right. And this is the art form to right. perform you know it's like another so we're like we have everything we have the video like we have the visual life we have the performance you know you can do whatever you want with your music it's just the music is just a platform so yeah to, i don't think that people like to be ex- to expect that people will pay only for that yeah you know? yeah it's been cool but when there were 70 bands not 70 million bands well that's the thing you know oh and everybody Andy Baumecker is on here. Yeah. Say hi. <laughs> um, we, can, we can release a lot of music now. Everybody can release a lot of music. Yeah. There's no rules for that anymore. Anybody can do literally whatever they want. We're inventing yeah. everything again and again. You guys, you guys came from an older school. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I was ushered in. I'm lucky. I, I, I'm in a very privileged position. Because, um, you know, I was sort of solidified, had a place solidified before the internet, basically. I mean, before, you know, music on the internet was a thing. I think if you I started to... in, the, in the big blog movement. I mean, yeah, blog Yeah, this was, this was amazing. <laughs> I remember for myself also to listening to your kind of music and yours, your music specifically when, when we were coming up in this kind yeah. of life, 
that was it. It's like, what is this music? We never heard this. Without the blogs and this kind of stuff, we would never hear it. Without Hype, Hype Machine or whatever it was called, you know, yeah. it's just like pushed everything. I don't know. I don't even know. I still don't know till this day how it worked. But uh, yeah. it's like, it's like, okay, this is, this is something new, you know, and, but you had, the good thing is, this is also what I'm trying to do, still trying to do also with the label and everything is like still having this old school mentality towards music yeah. as in treating it as rock and roll yeah even yeah. though it's club music now but treating it as rock and roll meaning giving it all the pr needed and everything it's not just like okay i sent you five djs they will play it somebody will do it uh, do an instagram and then you know everybody oh, wants a track on beatport which is which is good also we have i have for that i have also another another section in the label for it you know yeah because you need to attend to people's needs there is there is the reason that it exists because people need it. It's a it's a cheaper commodity for the lifestyle. Well, know, and it's I less mean, uh, in the kind of a less less investment, less in emotional investment in music. You know what I mean? I have a very. I I don't, for me, I mean it's such a personal, individual thing. I've never let go of this very sort of, um, I don't know if you call it naive, kind of, um, I love music in clubs. You know, when I was a kid growing up, I went to see bands all the time. Like that was my whole life. And then getting into dance music, it was like, I, that whole thing of being in a dark club in the middle of the night, with, you know, an amazing DJ and you're with your friends or something. And, I still, I still do that, you know, like I, <laughs> whether I'm DJing or just showing up at the club, like I, I'm just definitely, I, I love it, but I'm also, I'm old enough to be most of the people there's parent probably. And I'm still, I'm, I'm still way. here. I'm still here. It doesn't, it, and that's not a negative. Like, you know, I, I, I love my, my place doing that and, you know, People, I, I, yeah, like to me, it's like, why would, um, why would I ever give up the one thing in life that, I, I, that has sustained me that I, I, I love more than anything else because of my age? No. I mean, uh, as long as you still can do it. Yeah. Age, uh, we see in our scene that the age doesn't really have a meaning now. At this point, you know. Right, it doesn't. It's more the way that you take care of yourself, you know. Well, but we're also, we, I mean, you and I, essentially, as far as generations go, we're close enough, but we're the first generation that um, has continued on with youth culture beyond age 20. You know, like when my parents, yeah. if, if you went, my parents didn't go to college, but if you went to college, if my parents were adults, as teenagers, like working and having kids. Yeah. They didn't, they weren't going out. They weren't like engaged in youth culture stuff. There was like a very defined uh, youth culture. And then you aged out of it at like 18 and you didn't bother with that kind of stuff anymore. But our generation, there's plenty of people, you know. I think for a lot of people, adolescence is, is, is not fun. I mean, yeah, they they didn't get to enjoy it the way that we did. 
I mean, our, I mean, your generation, I don't know if you're a generation away from me. I guess your decade, I call it a decade. I'm not old enough to be your father. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no, not my father. At least. <laughs> yeah. But I'm yeah. just saying like, I don't know, people that are now over 45 or whatever is a yeah. people like us that are like around, I'm 38 almost, but like, you know, like 35 or whatever the scene is made of now, 25 to 35. Yeah. Uh, I think we know to enjoy better than the people before us. I think this is the, this is the yeah. main thing about it. We had the options to enjoy better. I mean, it's not a surrogated kind of, kind of lifestyle anymore. It's, right. It's a worldwide thing, especially if we think about thinking about the technology that actually, like I spoke with Justin, that even made it possible for us to meet. Yeah, you know? it's true. It's yeah. like physically meet and enjoy and have a beer. And it's like, we take advantage yeah. of it as a, in a good way. And, uh, I just like I feel like the I feel like our parents missed out missed out oh on totally life. that's why it's I an, feel bad yeah. I, I talk I think about my father and it's like my mother now is enjoying her life but my father is a little sick so it's yeah. like he, he's less enjoying his his older years but but you know they didn't know they didn't know how to enjoy their life they had fun no. they had parties they had this but then 21 22 fuck it you have kids yeah you go to work and that's over <clears throat> you know till you retire it's over we will. We wouldn't retire. We don't have a retirement plan, <laughs> no. and that's not like an economical thing. It's not like oh, the, the, most of Americans don't have. We don't want to. We're not going to retire. Yeah, there's no retirement. Like Tim can say, I quit. It will never quit. There's nothing else that. <laughs> I think know, Tim meant he quit. There's quite, nothing like, else. Yeah, there's nothing else that he would do. How else? What else is he going to do? Like it would literally be. I tried to do that once in my life. There was like a. What would four, you do? There was a four-year period where I was just so sick of music. Like, I, you know, I was playing in a band and I'd been on tour for like a decade. And I was like, I just can't do this anymore. I don't even ever want to listen to music again the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, and then I got a job teaching. I went to, you know, back to school, got my degree, got a job teaching English at a like juvenile detention place, which basically meant... I broke up fights all day, um, yeah. but it was the most depressed I was in my entire life. I mean, like suicidally depressed, like doing stuff like crossing streets and not looking to see if cars were coming. That's how depressed I was. <laughs> walking and that, this, walking with and, your head down. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then that's when I started doing stuff as the Juan McLean, you know, like in the late nineties. Um, you had a breakthrough through this yeah I mean, people think it's you can think about it that you, you were depressed but you had a breakthrough also a yeah. lot of a lot of very very smart people you know they had the biggest breakthrough in the most meaningless time of their life you know this is if something oh, yeah, totally. good you think about will come from this and even though i think this over pushing for creativity is bullshit because you know it's either you're yeah. creative or not it's not like you're suddenly be creative no. I do think that a lot of people that, like I, I said it before, that a lot of people that are not creative are getting creative, which yeah. I would be worried about. You know, people <laughs> that didn't know that they had the talent because they were so drowned, they were drowning in their own kind of meaningless, in, in our yeah. eyes, in our eyes, of course, not in their eyes, like meaningless jobs or whatever, like facilitating some computer code. And now yeah. we'll do the same computer code in Ableton. You know, they could, they could achieve stuff that we will never do, you know? Yeah. 
because yeah, yeah. we are we're like in this constant <laughs> constant fray of creativity in our brain always oh and this and this and this you're always thinking about the next thing you want to do you know but, but also uh, there's i always say that like um i remember playing a gig with uh dave p the legendary dave p the legend um and then like me him and uh the promoter like no i don't know even know if dave did just some of us had taken some mushrooms and you know i was dj and um and i, I just played what i i really think was like an amazing set and the promoter came running up to me and she was like after she's like how is it even possible that you did that what you just did you know it's like really doing going into like really deep spaces and whatever and i was like what it is is just like a it's a lifetime like i'm a, a being that is a lifetime of immersion in all of this music stuff so even in being in that altered of a state like it comes out it's not a thinking thing it's a feeling it's a thing i don't have to think about like i just yeah. am it's operating on instinct it's the easiest thing it's the easiest thing to do that's what i'm trying to explain to people in my case also even the most fucked up moment that i ever had on any booth in any booth i never missed any mix because yeah. <laughs> it's not something you even think about it's an automatic right. it's an automatic kind of uh, kind of kind of like doing it. i don't know I, i never think about it it just like happens even when i dj i don't think about i don't i don't even know what i think about my mind is like a dream you know yeah. my mind is it is like so a dream many, so many things like i'm thinking about weird stuff and then emotion, yeah, yeah. emotions comes in and goes out i start to cry sometimes when i dj yeah. you don't even it's just very i don't want to use dave's be tr transcendental <laughs> uh, kind of thing but, but uh, it's but, true though yeah it is it is transcending i mean uh, unless I, it's very boring <laughs> then it's very boring then it's, then it's the it's worst suicidal. yeah it's suicidal it's, it's the like, I think people can't understand how truly devastating it can yeah. be and then you go back to your hotel room and you're on your laptop like looking up graduate schools and like jobs and and you get that feeling of like what did I ever think I could do? what made me ever think I could do this It's like waking <laughs> up in the middle of the night to be a security guard It's like yeah exactly a security like, guard yeah. yeah that's that's like it's between a security guard or a babysitter But like, I'll tell ah, you that have this, you know, it's like you're throwing tricks. Like, ah, play with this for a bit. Play with this. <laughs> it's like, and it's like, okay. That's what I. But someone did. Someone typed uh, just the word spiritual, and um, I am kind of not kind of. I'm very much a sort of hippie about all of this stuff because, um, you know, like I, I am involved in pretty. intensely in the i mean i'll just say it you know ayahuasca has been a big part of my life and if you're familiar with that world like an ayahuasca ceremony there's a a person who's leading it that has been trained usually for many many years of just you know being in the jungle and isolation and 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 and, and train and drinking ayahuasca and tapping into that world and then they lead these ceremonies where they drink a little bit of the ayahuasca they serve it to people and then they're singing they're providing music and yeah. and and 
creating this whole journey uh, through the music that they take everyone on. And it's like a very healing, transcendental, transcendental yeah. thing. And I really think that that's at its best, at its most perfect, that for me is what I aspire to do. And you can say, people can be cynical about it and say, from the outside, like maybe my, you know, people that don't know about that world think it's just people taking a bunch of drugs and partying. Yeah. But for me, I've tapped in. That's why like, I never aspired to be a big, big DJ or anything. Like I like small clubs that are yeah. dark where you can have that vibe and you're playing and you look out there and like, you know, everybody's like kind of on the same page and, it's the greatest thing. I, I think it really is like a spiritually transcendent thing. Just, I have a problem to get over the fact that I can't really deal with bad gigs. No, me either. I can't either. And I, I think I, it's I, ruining. This is the difference between us and big DJs. Yeah. I think the fact that they can handle, and I'm not saying I'm, I will... I will like I will take it down to a very small thing, but they can handle a bad gig. I'm not saying that we're saying we, because we have no. I, I can expand it and say, okay, we talk shit about gigs that we had, like bad gigs, and it comes back, and the promoters, and this is all a part of creating a, like creating a a relationship. Then you ruin relationships all the time when you yeah, say yeah. negative stuff. I'll be honest, yeah. and I, I'm sure everybody from our situation did this a part of his life and the less yeah. you do it the more gigs you will have it's true you know? and even if you said something two years ago it yeah. will hurt you today you know well, it's like but that's why i made a very direct specific decision years ago and it was really felt like jumping off a cliff and it was kind of like you know what i'm just going to play the gigs i want to play and that sounds maybe to people who aren't djs like they might be like well, what else would you do? And it's like, you know what else I would do? I would do the ones that are like higher paying and there's no vibe at yeah. all. And then after a while, those were like most of my gigs. And I was making like, I, I was making a fair amount of money. And then now I'm at the point the last few years where it's like, actually for quite a while now, my gig good to bad gig ratio is like, seriously, like I haven't had a bad one. I can't remember the last bad one. Yeah. I really can't. For, and, and they used to be pretty regular. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on what you call bad. For me, it was just like these soul crushing kind of, I, I, I don't know, but. I'm a very, I'm a very uh, emotional guy. I, everything, everything could be soul crushing. Me it too. Depends, but it depends yeah. on the, I had like I I was already able able to categorize it by distance and the amount of time I had to spend at these places. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's like oh, okay, it was an hour. It's like <laughs> an hour, and I'm yeah. back home. I'm okay. I forgot. It. I, I forgot yeah. it fast. It's not like if it's the first gig and you have another one and then another one. It's just like and you don't sleep and it's everything together. I think the lack yeah. of sleep, the sleep deprivation, is the is the the real killer in this lifestyle. You know, it's like this kind of. The overthinking, for yeah. me at least, it's like, and it's known, it's a, it's a known fact that, you, and you, you know, this kind of consumption of sugar that you need to do to keep yourself part of the situation you're, 
your caffeine. Uh, yeah, whatever. You know, you you use a lot of substance. You do. I, I mean, any any DJ will will tell his substance. You know, mine. Yeah. Were, mine was at the end of it. It was like it was. I tried to do nothing. I just, just like drink water. I can I couldn't even drink a beer when I was DJing because I yeah. couldn't go down this hole of. Okay, this is gonna be bad, and I'm. But the great gigs, I was like, okay, I can enjoy. Yeah. I can also enjoy what I'm doing. It's like, it, like I can have a beer. I'm okay. Yeah. I can have a beer. I'm. I'm gonna be all right. I don't have any repercussions from it. The thing well, people is that, are asking what it, people are asking though. What is a bad gig like for you? What does that mean? I don't think it's. I think it's. I mean, of course, there is the normal ones that people are not showing up and this or whatever. But I played. Yeah. The, I played for six people now in Japan. Eight people. And it was yeah. amazing. Oh yeah, it was that one of the be best the gigs greatest... I've ever had in my life. Definitely. Yeah. But it could be a, a full stage on a festival, which you look at people and then they don't even look at you. Yeah. It's like you're, you're nothing. That's what kills me. I mean, Justin, know, Justin Strauss is on here. And uh, he and I played at Black Flamingo in Brooklyn. Uh, it was a Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. Um, I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, we were both home, you know, like, why not? it'll be nice. Like, why yeah. not? And there was you know, that place is tiny. Uh, we just like turned off all the lights and held the smoke machine down the whole time and turned yeah. it into like I love this. I a love thing. This yeah. And people, the people that were there, you know, were so into it. And it was like everything you're doing, like you can, you're, you're tracking like the response and Justin would come on and I'd go out and dance with people. And um, it, it was, it was amazing. But like you're saying, then there's those ones where you're like, you're standing in front of a couple of thousand people and you look out and people are like looking at their phone or they're talking and you're playing some track that you, is really important to you. Yeah. And, and, you know, and then someone's holding up their phone with something written on it that says like, play harder. But it just means that you're not in your right place. But at the same time, there's always going to be also, I speak with big DJs, you know, and they're like, the, it happens to everybody and the same thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, sure. it's not like, I would say like, I don't want to, but like bad clubbers are bad clubbers everywhere. Yeah. Even if you play, sometimes I play good room and some, you know, some people came to me, some students, whatever. You see that they're, you know, they're not yeah. in their place. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. Even though 95% of the people were amazing and the party was great. Yeah. You know, so I guess it's about, I guess it's about the balance in, in the party itself, but I don't know. I I think it's just an emotion for me. I, I just feel stuff. I have I have. Yeah. I think sometimes people people call me whatever. No, I don't I don't want to say crazy or whatever. But I gotta say, and you can ask my girlfriend. Even when I go out into restaurants, I can feel that it's gonna be good or bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 vibe. It's well, the only what, thing. It's vibe. It's energy. energy that's what from I'm saying. The area. Yeah. That's what we are. Is um, that's what we are. Is for people like you and I, the kind of DJing we're doing, like. Where someone said, to me, you are a big DJ. Like, in a sense, actually, you and I are in the overall scheme of things. Yeah. But what we're talking about is this level bigger than us where you're standing in front of thousands of people. And I think that ability to, like, detect energy and vibe doesn't, it doesn't work anymore. And it doesn't really matter for it, anything. It's a different world. Like, you don't get up in those. When I play those things that are, like, thousands of people... I'm not making like, I kind of like make a set 
before I go there and stick to it. Like, I don't yeah. get up there and being like, oh, let's see, where should I go now with, you know, yeah. where should we take this? It's, it's like, you get up there and it's, you know. Yeah. It's usually short also, you know, you play for an hour or something. So it's oh, not it's, like, And someone also said, uh, how do you guys handle the lack of sleep? Which you brought that up. And to me, no I've, <laughs> I've always said it's the number one. I mean, it can ruin your entire life. It is. It's not can. It is running. It, I mean, it, I, sleep it on, I used to sleep on Sunday. That's all. Yeah. Like going back. Hopefully, I I never overstay places anymore. At the end of it, in the end of it all, I never overstayed. And yeah. the First first flight out. I don't care. Oh really? I sleep at home. First flight out. I do the opposite. That's like I was saying. Like for the weekend gigs, I get to where I'm going on Thursday, so I can wake up in the place on Friday where I'm playing. Also in the U.S. Yeah, in the U say in the U.S. if it's just a, for a weekend, um, okay. I'll get there Thursday night, or if I go to Mexico or so. What, yeah, just about anywhere. But um, and then on Sunday, yeah, I might stay an extra day just to relax. Yeah, that's what I don't like because you start in, like the technical part of asking for later checkout or yeah, yeah, who cannot deny <laughs> I'm like, fuck it, take me to the airport straight. <laughs> so many times I changed the flight. So many times I've literally uh, just booked a new flight in the middle of the gig. It also depends on the gig. Sometimes yeah. in the middle of the gig, I book a new flight. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sad to say it now because, you know, because there, it was a long time ago. And yeah. I've changed in the last few years. I've changed. <laughs> but at the beginning, I was like, fuck this shit. I got to go. And yeah. Like, oh, it's like I have, I, I, I had like, you had another 20 minutes or 15 minutes for your set time. Like, uh, I got to live to the airport. You know, this kind of, uh, this kind of situations, which are bad yeah. <laughs> in the long run, not bad. I realized after a while that this is bad for like, it is. being a spoiled little kid. is a bad thing for the industry. It is. It might be good for me. Well, I, I sleep very well. Yeah. You know, in my life, I have no regrets on what I do. Yeah. But at the same time, you can't. I don't think you can live a life of no regrets and get everything at the same time. No. You know, everything you wanted. Yeah. But uh, I think basically I have a very good sleep regime during the week. Yeah, me too. That's what so, I do. So yeah. comes weekend. That's what I do. Now I go to sleep at, I mean, the last gigs I went to sleep at 10 a.m. 10, sorry, 10 p.m. <laughs> before the gig. Wake up to the gig and continue to sleep when I finish the gig. So usually yeah. when I go to the gig, I'm like spaced out which is great it's a it's like a drug <laughs> to be up in the middle of the night it's like a, it's like all the drugs that you imagine in your life to be up like really awake from your rem sleep or whatever yeah, yeah. You know, kind of deep sleep if you wake up with no like if you use the clock to wake up in the in the middle of your deep sleep it's a fucking trip and then yeah. you dj into it and it's weird you know it takes yeah it takes a few a few hours Usually a few hours till you get back to yourself, but then it's already over. You go back to sleep. You yeah. know, that's what I do. And then Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, go to sleep early. <laughs> Wake up Monday. Start again. Start the weekend again. My last, uh, my last gigs were March 7th at Goodroom. But we took... Um, do you know what Sassafras is? It's MDA. Too much for me. MDA. Too much for me to know. Uh, and we got there at like 11 o'clock, danced for like five hours, and I DJed, played to like six. And then Tim Sweeney was playing an after party, like an after hours party. So it's 
you know, we're like, let's go see, see Tim Sweeney. So we went see Sweeney until like nine or 10, went home, lied down for a little while. Then I went and played a daytime techno party. <laughs> but I don't have, but my point is that's, I, I can't do that every weekend. No. I'd, I, I'd, I'd never, th this was like planned out for yeah. now a little you, while. You need to choose your battles. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You need to choose <laughs> your battles. Yeah, on a, on a, a totally different thing, someone asked, uh, can you guys talk a little bit about production in the early days? What was your process? When did you realize that you had stuff that was unique and good enough to release? And I think like for me, it was like when I first started doing it, I, I just had no, I was, I, first of all, I had the first iMac, like those bubble ones. Yeah. Remember those things? The, yeah, uh, and then I had an Akai S1000 sampler, a Juno 106 and something else. But I was just like making music for fun. I just thought it was fun to make it. Um, I didn't know if it was good, good, bad, anything. I, I just, I didn't even care. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I came into this production in, in like later days already, which is now early compared to what's going on, but it's later, yeah. later in this. But I was like, I, I remember just buying the Korg MS2000, which I still... Oh, yeah, I love that. Still one of my favorite things because it has everything in it. Yeah. And, uh, and that's it. Just like, I, I was like, uh, I was obsessed. This I remember. I was obsessed. Yeah, I me too. I was, I was obsessed. I was all day. Totally like, obsessed. Like Ableton, I was all day working. And all night I was watching videos, like tutorials yeah. about more stuff. And then I wake up and I go to try all the stuff that I, that yeah. I learned in the night. And then. I See, know. that to me is what talent. That's what talent is. It's that obsession coupled with. The doing yeah it's about yeah it's most about doing i tell everybody this it's like everybody wants stuff i don't i don't want stuff as much as i'm doing the stuff it's like yeah the more i want the stuff the more it's becoming like in this kind of portrait of something un unattainable that i can't forget just it's like the only good tip i can i can make about it you can tell, say to somebody about making music is just make music it's like most of it's the true. Trick, most of the tracks are shit. It's like literally, it's like a beginning of stuff, or it's, or it's uh, you know yeah. something that's gonna something that's gonna be great at one. People point. People only Maybe. knew. Yeah, yeah but I that's, remember, that's um, a normal thing, you know. Even, I mean, it's remember, not it's not a tomato. I remember you know. years ago when I was really stuck. I remember um, talking to Dennis Ferrer about it, you know, and I was like, I'm like, man, like everything you put out is fucking amazing you know yeah and he's like yeah but i he, he's <laughs> like i do this thing where I, I finish every track i start and he said but i release like one out of 20 he's like the rest is terrible yeah i think that's the thing you know but if people only knew how much crap you sit making in the why studio can, just, why can't we adjust this thought about for other stuff in life how do we yeah. give our, we, how, how we are possible, how is it possible for us to give ourselves a break for making shit, but we're, yeah. <laughs> we're not giving ourselves a break from taking shit from others. Yeah. Like, I think in yeah. general in life, it's like, this is a, this is a kind of like, kind of like controversial thought in your head. It's like, okay, just let go, whatever. There's a lot of shit. 
and yeah. I let go. There's a lot of tracks which are not amazing. Yeah, it's a track. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Usually, usually you create. That's the beauty about it. You create some kind of cool loop that you're gonna yeah. use. It. Yeah, yeah. Some kind of percussion or whatever you're gonna use it for a track that's gonna be amazing. You know, if you're if you're able to finish this bad bad materials, call it whatever <laughs> yeah. you want to call it, you you will use it. I re I reused a lot of music. Yeah. Like, you know, I reused a lot of stems that I created for something which was like stupid, but then it's like fits in another place or. And I I gotta say most of the time, most of my remixes are from bad tracks that I made, yeah. <laughs> which are not bad. It's just like I couldn't find the point for it. Yeah. And the remix, and then it always fits perfectly. The remix, like this, is the point that I was missing. It wasn't my yeah. point. Some other some other person's thought. No, that was missing. Yeah. That's what I like about the collaborations of making music with other people. And this kind of sometimes yeah. you miss you're missing something. You're missing something that yeah. somebody else can bring it to you. Yeah, yeah. That's why working, I feel like people that are doing, like people like Red X's and stuff like this, they're working together and they have two I'm inputs. I'm so jealous. Yeah, they have two inputs. So and, jealous, yeah. And they have, everybody brings something to the table. Yeah. You know, and you're, when you're working alone, you're like, okay, it's me. But then I look at James, for example, James Murphy, that is, I'm yeah. guessing he's writing most of the stuff alone. Yeah, all know? of it. So it's like, okay. But he's more like a... You know, that's like, okay, this is where the talent, maybe this is where the talent really lies. You know, ladies and... Okay, we're missing. We're still missing a few steps. I don't know. Yeah. A few, you know, I don't know. He does a different thing. It's a personality thing. That's what I'm always trying to think. Should I be more just me? Just disconnect from everything and maybe I can create more stuff if I'm not looking for outside outside kind of, uh, you know, outside influence, like influences or, you know, yeah. help, call it help. Yeah, yeah. You know? To me, it's always just like plowing away in the studio, studio until you get to the point, like I get to the point where I make something and I'm like, I don't even know where that came from. Like I did that, you know, or I was, listened back to old tracks of mine where I'm like, how did I even do that? Like, I don't know where that came from. I don't know. It's, 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 it's almost like a little bit like magic on that. You have level. a feeling like, that things were better before for you? No, no. Just, Musically? just when I think about like what separates like me from other people that are, yeah, it's a lot of people are making luck. It's not, I don't think it's something else. I mean, it's a lot of it's 99% work like practice and being the best in your instruments. And all the rest is luck, like everything else in life. Even I just mean in the sense of like making track, you know, amazing tracks. Like there's so many people that are making like half decent tracks yeah. in the dance music world. But to me, it's like, the, it's, it's trying, it's aspiring to get to this like magic moment where it's like, I don't know where this bit of music came from. Like I couldn't sit down and, and make this or write this if I tried to it somehow has come out like sort of by accident yeah. and then being able to recognize those moments of greatness. How many of this, uh, how many of the tracks you think happened because of, uh, because of the influence from the club that you had on it? I mean, a lot of the tracks that I made at home felt, uh, and then I played them, they were like, Oh yeah. yeah. Hey. I was missing. Yeah. I couldn't hear it. We call it like, uh, 
we call it like a, like a coach vision like you know yeah, yeah. coach is like i can see the whole field yeah you know sometimes you're missing it in the studio to see the field of how it's going to work yeah well there's always those tracks that like i see like friends raving about or something and then, and then i'll check it out and i'm like i don't really it's okay like but i don't i kind of don't get it and then you yeah. play it in the club and i'm like oh my god like that um yeah. that's that the beauty tele, about this you know that yeah. what's that tala bowman track on cocoon with the really funny long name Yeah, I know I know what you mean, but I can't. It's called like something. That. Yeah, that's one of those ones that I listen to like in my hotel room on my laptop yeah, they or something. Yeah, sounds like, like this. I don't get it. And then yeah. I heard someone play it in the club and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe how good that is." <laughs> yeah, that's there's a lot of them. Yeah. The beauty the beauty that became by the way that the music became this because of this huge amount of gigs and whatever the music And it became, is yeah all right this is music for the club you feel it you create it this is the moment it's a good thing and bad thing but this is a genre of its own of its own if it's not if there's not going to be clubs for the next few months for example <laughs> you will need to do the other dance music you already thought about the next yeah. dance music yeah. i mean what's the what's going to be the next uh, like uh, i don't know i don't know i, I think about it all the time yeah i I kind of think we're at the end right now because I think of it like rock music. You know, it had its explosion and then people tried to do like really weird jazzy kind of things with it which then lost everybody and then there was a return like with punk rock to like yeah. the real basics and then there's kind of like nowhere to go with it except just to make good versions of what's already been done. Yeah, which is not a bad thing. Let's no, no, a... no! It's not bad. It's it's not a bad thing. I'm just saying when people always talk about like, well, nobody's pushing the envelope or you know the boundaries of. As much as I never want to hear another like '90s house influence track again, the rest of my life, like, there's a little way to be a little more forward thinking, but you're not really going to like reinvent the genre. No, hold that thought. Let's uh, because the Instagram is only one hour, so let's start again in a second. Let's, start, <laughs> let's continue the conversation in a new video. One second, all right? Well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody's just joining us, uh, I have no idea what we spoke for the last hour. So it's online. You can listen. Yeah. <laughs> so you um, were saying the ne- the next thing, the next. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it's something we create. By the way, it's something that you. It's. Uh, It's a hindsight. It's something that you see after. Oh, the new New York punk yeah. band scene. It right, took right. a few years for this to yeah. become what it is. It's not like you made a track and since then no. there is a new thing going on in the world, you know? You don't even know what's happening when it's happening. No. I feel like in the, but I feel like in the last few years, like 2015 on, you felt the changes. Like, it's yeah, now, yeah, yeah. now, now, I mean, now, now. Now it's like, some kid in like a village in china can be like <laughs> like, like make some kind china. of <laughs> oh yeah sorry it's racist yeah. now to say china say uh, yugoslavia or some, yeah, yugoslavia. something all something old yugoslavia <laughs> um can be doing something cool and then the next day everybody knows about it because you can watch like a instagram video or something yeah and uh, also 
don't know. I, I never, I never enjoyed. I mean, I do enjoy, but I never enjoyed this kind of. Everybody knows everything all the time now. I don't like that. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I don't I like that, that at all. I like. I don't like hype. Also, I've never. I remember. Yeah. I always. I always told my girlfriend. It's like I told her. I watched Metrics like only like six, seven years after it got out. I couldn't deal with the hype. No, I don't. I don't look at any of that stuff. No, but I'm saying I couldn't deal with the hype of what they did from this movie, and I yeah. feel the same thing about everything else. Yeah. I mean, except maybe binging shows or whatever, which is like you know you you want to be part of a, some kind of conversation. It's like. Yeah. It's, it's like listening to something now. It's like, oh, have you heard? Have you heard? Have you seen? Have you heard? Have you seen? Have you heard? And sometimes I'm like, I don't care. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. There's a lot of I, music that people send I don't. me that I don't want to hear. Yeah. I don't want to listen. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time, I'm probably missing out or not. No, I, I, get, I get overwhelmed. And I don't think it's just me. I think a lot of us that do what we do, like I walk around with this perpetual feeling of like, Everybody else knows about all this music that I don't know about. And it's like every day, it's like mountains of music, either new or old, that like everyone else seems, all the other DJs seem to know about and I don't know about. But I think we're all walking around thinking the same thing, you know. Like, I don't know anything. It's a weird thing. I don't, I don't I, I, And I'm releasing I, I, half I of the either. music that people are playing. <laughs> you know? And I don't, I don't know any, and I go to listen to some other people play. I don't know, I don't know any track. Yeah. Well, there's, I always that, thought of it. I feel it, bad that I don't know tracks by name also. Tracks I don't know, I know the name of anything. None of them. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I always thought it was and a the, very, like, male, to generalize, this very male kind of thing that I wasn't interested in, which is, like, being the expert of something and knowing everything there is to know about something and, like, knowing, like, really esoteric uh aspects of what you're doing and it's just not my thing like I, I just always go on vibe basically on feeling like i hear a track and i'm like oh i love that track like and then i'll yeah. kind of find out what it is and get it and then i don't even know what it is or when it's from or whatever you, you think it's harder now i mean you came from the punk scene like 80s whatever yeah. 90s you yeah. knew everybody by name yeah i imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. all the tracks all the songs sorry all the all the artists but there wasn't much, it, though. <laughs> yeah, but also I can quiz you now about thousands of bands from the seventies, yeah. you know, '80s that you know all the music, and you're like, and you're like, like a like a specialist in them. You think? Yeah. Why do you think that we give less? We do you think? Sometimes I think we don't like it as much. Is it possible? You know, we like making this music. Well, it doesn't you play know? the role. It doesn't play the social role for a lot of people that. Like you're talking about, like in the 80s when I got into punk rock and all that stuff, it was, um, it was a very defining social thing. Like when you were into that music, you were part of a very specific group <clears throat> like that defined itself by music. And but this was like this also now. I remember when we started this thing. Like yeah. When I started, it was like there weren't that many records. And you're like, you're yeah. one of the cool kids. Yeah, 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 listening to this to this kind of music. But I, mean, I always say people now, thought now, you're crazy. You know, I don't know listening have, to four on the floor all the day, all day four on the floor. You know, I always <laughs> say like, do they have proms in Israel? No, <laughs> no, but you know no. what proms are. <laughs> yeah, of course. We grew, so, we grew up in, in in American television. 
yeah. wanting, wanting to be the U.S., you know, basically. I always thought of it as like this music, like when I was a kid and I was into punk rock and then um, after that getting into like electronic music, especially like my entrance was like house music specifically. Those were the places for like the weird people. Either like um, you were just a weirdo, like maybe you looked weird or your sexual orientation wasn't in keeping with the mainstream or whatever. You were just a fucking weird weirdo. And these were the places you went that were like a sanctuary. Like you listened to weird music, you hung out with other weird people and you had this whole thing together. And now it's been reversed where like the prom king and the prom queen are now the leaders of what was once the weirdo scene. Yeah. It's like the good looking popular people that are really good at hustling people. And they have those personalities that like really lend themselves to like Instagram and social media. Um, and they're the ones that they're now our 1%, you know, they're the $10,000 DJ gig people. Yeah. You know, that, I, I'm not calling not, you a weirdo. It's not, it's not supposed. I'm. I'm. I'm in I between. Am. I'm. I'm like. Yeah. I'm like a mix. I'm like. A, I always think myself more like half. Uh, half producer, half hustler. You know. I yeah. don't find. Uh, I mean, I need. I needed this to survive, or even to start in this industry, because. Yeah. When you when you're late, you gotta run. You know, it's not like. Man, uh, it's not I'm like a terrible, I'm, terrible hustler. It's my downfall. In all of this music, it's always been my downfall. You get a manager. He's your roster. You just but need not, to be quiet. That's but all. not for like, <laughs> I have friends that like, you know, like getting gigs. I think people don't realize that most of the gigs that people get is by pure hustle. It's like friendship. Yeah, friendship. But then to me, I get very upset because and my radar is very finely tuned for people doing this to me is when like all these people's relationships become transactional. They just befriend people that they know they can get something from. hundred percent. Everything now it's like this, by the way. Yeah. I've, I mean, the amount of messages that you get there is not, I need something from you Yeah. or let's, or take this or give me this. Yeah. And I see like, even on this stream, this feed that we're on, as I see the people's like messages scroll through and people saying they're here, I'm looking at this like list of people that are like people I love so much. Like they're in other countries, they're in other cities, maybe they're here in New York, but they're people I met playing gigs. Yeah. And I like, they, I admit of that. Like they're just people I like that I meet in that context and then and we're like friends you know yeah but that whole thing, thing. Like... I have a lot of friendships without I never I never wanted to get to a point <clears throat> I think the reason that I hustled so much and and it's not a hustle it's about it's about never getting to a point that you need somebody you know yeah. to do what you do what you love you know that's the that's yeah. the reason that I invested that's so much dream. time in you know in the label or in whatever, you know, I invest most of my time or in other people. It's, it's not because I want something from them. It's about the fact that I know that if, uh, if you build some, something, you know, yeah, the, the simple, if you build it, they will come this kind of vibe, but you know, I believe that it's just like, it's, I don't know if it's a karmatic thing or whatever there in every religion, there is this kind of, 
send your bread then you get you get it back kind of thing yeah. i think this is what's missing from everything it's cuz i feel now the majority of people want something from you and, right and the amount of people that want to give you something is so low and this is the discouraging thing this feels also in the gigs you feel it you know it's like this kind of misplacement in 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 your life situation of i think that's when i feel about how did we get to where we got now which we feel a little bit like this and we don't have the same passion as we had before is because we you give a lot you have to give yeah. a lot of who you are to maintain the minimum like you said we're not at 10,000 10,000 bucks DJs but even to maintain this 12k that you're you're making now you, right. know, you give a lot from yourself yeah and this is this is a situation that that is very i don't know I'm, i know it's not a popularity contest but it is no it that's, is that's the that's the problem it shouldn't be but it is but yeah. where are, where are we in the popular stand i have 15000 likes on on you know followers on instagram is this this is the this is how popular i'm i'm sure sales wise you know we sold more than or plays with you know there's more plays than what it is real life you know yeah i don't know it it is a popularity but but it's always been a popularity contest yeah like that's why when people yeah. exactly it was like that's why when people like there's this idea that some people want to perpetuate that's like um that all of this stuff is based on merit and i would say the same with playing in a band or something that somehow like if you're good then you'll get a place according to how good you are and it's never been that way ever it's always been a mixture of things that are like and i don't know what it is a lot of it's just luck a lot of it's indefinable but it's like what is it that makes someone come to my gig and then not to this other person who might think themselves like somehow lost you for a second <clears throat> let's wait for it to come back Wait, I lost <laughs> you. Yeah. You're back. Yeah. What you what were you saying? Um just about the idea that um that somehow I think what we do a lot of it is based in like personality. It's it's based on a whole bunch of aspects of who we are. Not just how good you are, however you quantify that. Yeah. it's hard i think it's like anything else any other art it's like it's hard to understand how random this is this is it i'm yeah, sure i'm sure totally there are random moves. sometimes i feel people do it's like maybe i'm crazy but i feel like there is time machines and people get rule books yeah you know about how to be this successful i don't want to name names of dj's or big dj's that you yeah. see this kind of like yeah It's like somebody gave them it's like I always think about I always think about back to the future and be fucking went to the past and gave him the the almanac and, and this is it you know this is how we became yeah. rich and then it became Trump you know this kind of the same same person yeah I would be surprised if we get to a point and it wouldn't be true 
you know, yeah. there is a reason. I always feel like there is a reason that these things are happening. But at the same time, it's so random and dealing. I mean, people, I feel like why, why this is like that or that's, I mean, these gigs are like this. Or, I mean, it's just like, I feel there is no need for most of the DJs. So it, yeah. becomes, it becomes, it's not in a bad way. I'm saying in the past, there were 10 DJs that you can say, big DJs, DJs that you've seen, 10, 20, how many DJs? 30 DJs. You yeah. know how many DJs there are now? You know how many parties there are now? Can you even imagine? There's and there's three, four parties, three, four DJs for every night. Yeah. Six, seven, eight parties in every city. Yeah. You know, I'm just talking about our scene. I'm not even talking about the mainstream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about our style of music, like music yeah. that you will listen a bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, there's no need for that. <laughs> I mean, it's like, so how can you, how can you, so what's the question you, you ask yourself? How will, how will I be, how will I rise above this? People? Yeah. Then it becomes yeah. this popularity contest. Then you become to do it crazy is. stuff on Instagram. Then yeah. you'll do the collaborations. Then you'll do this and you do that <laughs> and you interview and you, you mix uh, and you do all this stuff. I'm guessing most of the people will, you will ask them, they don't want to do mixes. No. I mean, it's nice, but it's like, if I mix, I rather mix music that is not dance music i want to well, play the, play music that is not dance music I like to do like uh like uh, most of the mixes that i give this all the all the all the publications and stuff is mostly not dance music yeah yeah for example yeah. It's like, that's a good this is this is what a dj you select music you know you you make people enjoy music that you like well, i was hoping i was hoping that maybe um with this whole coronavirus thing and then coming out of it. I don't know. For me personally, the dream is the return to being like a resident DJ. Yeah. Like if I could play at good room twice a month, get that's what, my, that's what's going to happen. By the get way. my usual fee. Like it would remove all pressure from everything else. Like, it would totally change my life. And not only that, like, if I were playing twice a month, I would, I plan, like, pretty far, a lot for um, sets anyway. But, like, that would be every two weeks. I would spend those two weeks, like, seriously, getting music, seriously yeah. getting that together. Like, to provide, like, the most amazing yeah. like experience. It, like it used to be. Yeah. Like it's, like it's supposed to be, by the way. I got to say that it's supposed to be like this. There used to be a contest about being uh, being the, the resident DJ. Right. You know, yeah. this was like the most amazing thing. You think yeah. you'll be up for it? You know, you, you think you'll be one of the one of the few? There's a lot of good <laughs> DJs in New York. There's so and, many. You know, <laughs> but, not but that again, many clubs. But, but again, clubs. it comes down to this other thing that's like, it's not like, what does the best mean? You know, like I know people that are kind of like very good, like technically, technically very good and they play really good music, but they're kind of like, let's say like their vibe kind of sucks. And I think that translates. Like, I think that people don't want to go see those people so much. I think it's about the, um, now it's like, it's the over, over choices. Like we have too many choices. So it's like, ah, why, why would I go see Juan every week? 
I'll go right. see somebody exactly. else. You know, it's like right. This is how it became. In from a, because you let outsiders in. Yeah. You know, there will be the core of people that we want to see you every week. By the way. Yeah. There, this is your fans. This is the people that trust, put their trust in you to make them vibe. Right. At night, you know, they go out. They plan to go out. They want to go out. It's not like ah, oh, let's go out, which is like. We've done everything in life. We played the whatever. We played Monopoly all night. We did this. Okay, let's go out. We're drunk. Let's go to the club. We're just... No. A lot of the people are planning ahead. They know what they're going to wear. They know the music. They know the DJ they're going to see. This is the people that also make the good party. You know, they know what they're expecting. But uh, I have to say that, I mean, you said about this is... I, was, I wanted to ask... There's a lot of, uh, I was, I had the same kind of, uh, the same kind of thoughts. Then I said to a few people, choose where you want to be local now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's this the is, thing. We're yeah. reshuffling, we're reshuffling the cards and it's like, choose where you want to be local. And I feel like, you feel like New York will have the, will have the, the energy or whatever to, to stay alive and to, to be back to this kind of what yeah. it was like the New York club scene and like older yeah. days or or you feel like it's going to change i don't th- i don't know if the big clubs i don't know if the big clubs could could survive a lot i mean you mean after this yeah i think that honestly i think life is going to go back to pretty much the way it was before but which i would find disappointing but yeah i think I, this is this is our this is our thing we want it to change i this want it to problem. change yeah we're like someone wrote Someone wrote that I really like about this question of like what makes a good DJ and that kind of stuff. Like they just said like, but what you're talking about is a generosity of spirit, which is what performance artists provide. And I think that's kind of what I meant. Like, I think it really does translate. um, I don't know when you're, when you're doing it strictly for like, ego gratification or if you're really like wanting to contribute to the experience of the night i think it does and even in life i think that translates like what kind of person do you want to be around like there are people that are just so generous and like um It's, it's like the difference of being an energy giver versus an en- energy vampire. <laughs> yeah. Energy vampire. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, know. You, I, wonder if, I wonder if a lot of us would be able to do the same. Like somebody said, it's gonna, no, fees are not going to be the same. I mean, obviously, we all care about money. I don't care about the fee as much as you become. You have like a different statuses. Things are changing in life and you need the money to support it. Yeah. But... Um, I, mean, I really wonder also if people will, you know, if you would say if if it's gonna be now half the fees that you you got before, what will you do? Half the fees, same uh, same economy. <clears throat> and Man. not only us, we're talking about us because we're DJs. I'm guessing in all the industries, it's gonna be the same. All the industries are gonna be the same. Well, if, that that just if. gets into the bigger question of like, for me personally, my view is all of this is good because it's showing that we can't continue on with this like consumer culture way of living. It's not sustained. It's literally not sustainable. Like the earth will just 
kill us off. You can't keep like perpetual growth, which most of our economies are based on. It's just not sustainable over time. It's not possible. No, we can all live with much less. And my personal political, I mean, uh, my, you know, I think no one needs more than a million dollars. It's, it's an obscenity. A million is a lot. It's not, it's not, uh, you can say million, the same thing. Yeah. A million dollars is a lot of money and no human being yeah. needs that much resource. They just don't, especially when people are starving to death every day in the world. Like it's an obscenity. The problem is that you can say it about everything. Yeah, I'd say I mean, that about everything. Like, you you don't, don't need, we yeah. don't need the things we think we need. But is it we or I? That's the question. I'm saying like our, our society has become so decadent. It, it, it's off the charts. Like people don't realize how decadent it is. Like, it, it, like most of our lives revolve now around being gratified or entertained in some way in like some really meaningless way. Yeah, and things, mostly. And things. <clears throat> I don't like my things. No, I don't, I don't like, I don't have much of anything. Just, just weigh me down. I don't miss but, them. <laughs> but I do love music, you know, and I like going out and hearing music and dancing. That's the most important thing in my life. When, when, I wonder when did it became from a calling and the kind of mission in life to, to a job. You know, that's our problem that it's a job. It's a job now. You're you're worried. You lost money. The first thing you were worried about is like, fuck, I don't have money. I lost my job at the moment. I mean Yeah. And a lot of again, a lot of people I'm not under underplaying any any industry or whatever. But I can talk about I can you know I can testify about us. Yeah. But it's like but you're like, will you be back if there will be no <laughs> money in it? Me personally, you thought about it. I mean, in general, you don't need to, you know, you, nobody needs to do any declarations. I quit declarations, you know, in life. But I'm saying, is it still your calling? Is it still what you're passionate about? Yeah, for me, it would be. You'll be back. I, I, I can't not do it. Like, I've already, I already know that. Like, for me to go, especially someone like me who spent an, a lifetime not working in the job market. Like, there's nothing, the jobs I would be relegated to doing, like, would literally kill me. Like, I don't, I'd have to do music in addition to them. To, yeah. I mean, what am I qualified to do, I guess, like? What would you, what would you do? What, what, what is something that's always been in your head? Everybody has this kind of, I would be a painter, I would, whatever, working construction. What, what would you do? Like, what, what would be your... Uh... Um... It would be some kind of, uh, um, how do I put it? The thing that's always interested me is uh, the intersection of like uh, psychedelics and mental health. As a, as a testee or as a, <laughs> as a test subject? <laughs> as a, as a, as a uh, facilitator, basically. That's good. You can do this anyway. Yeah, and it's you... true. The new, the new people say shamans and this, but the new, this, they're already doing a lot of, uh, 
there's a lot of private people that are doing this kind of uh, yeah I don't know if to call it tests but it's like experiments yeah. called experiments yeah we gotta thread lightly always no there's there's a whole there's a whole world of it now that's a little bit underground would you live would you live New York if you need to dark it's like the i think worst, about that all the time worst, worst case scenarios i think about that all the time go back to providence no i think somewhere like where the sun is out <laughs> some desert yeah i Go love Calif the desert. californian desert somewhere i love the desert it's my favorite place in the world um prefer the californian desert or like new yeah Mex like new mexico or something i like, like that. i like new mexico quite a bit too there's no guns there also. It's one of the only, only yeah. states with no guns. Yeah. And then I like Joshua Tree quite a bit. It's weird. It's weird to yeah. think about giving up. I'm, that's, I know. That's like, it's too it's weird. It's really weird. It, yeah, it's not even... It's, to just it's bow it's out stupid. altogether. Yeah. Also, it's stupid yeah. to think about it because everybody knows that. I know that at least 80% of life will be the same. I think so, yeah. Yeah, you know, people are people. Yeah. They're going to go back straight to their comfort zone. That's know. my that's my biggest fear actually is that because of all of this that people will be so desperate to get back to anything that looks like it did before that they'll accept even worse circumstances like where people were working like 50 hours a week is considered the norm. Yeah. Now they'll work 60 hours a week for less money just to have things yeah. look like they used to and this to me is like all of this should be revealing how fucked up the whole system is in the world where like as a species we have the technology and the resources to take care of everybody yeah but somehow we're all working like this insane it's like humans the best they could do right now is to is to occupy themselves all week 60 hours a week with kind of meaningless work, just to sell people stuff, basically. Yeah. You worry about how does it, does it imply on us? You worry that you're going to go back to what you were before? I think this is, this is my... No, not me. That I will be the same as before. This all like high and mighty now, the, oh, it's a time to choose. We want to be around and this and that and the shit you like and the shit you don't like. But then it's like, Eh. All right, October. I gotta go do a gig anyway. Same thing, same shit. Yeah, whatever. This I don't is know. The, this me, is the fear. Even for me, though, I'm realizing like, like I lived a pretty minimal life before this, but now going like days and days and days without spending a dime on anything, you know, like no money. Yeah. It, it's making. It's okay. uh, yeah. I'm okay. I don't miss spending money too much. Oh Jesus! It's like it's okay. This is the least I spent in the U.S. ever, considering if you want to go out and go to go to a fucking dinner, it's a hundred bucks. Someone is calling us naive because we're speaking from a USA Europeans perspective. Um, we're Westerners. I know. I always say I can only speak from the perspective that I have. I yeah. understand. I I can try to understand other people's perspective, but that is my perspective. I don't even want to think what is the impact of this in Africa and South America. I don't even. I've want thought to think about that. that. Yeah. yeah, it's because nobody's yeah. going to give a fuck. That's we never did. 
Like, yeah, a, and now a, even Ebola? worse. I already, I already feel like uh, there's going to be like a new live aid, you know, yeah. and whatever, this kind of bullshit. Yeah. And we're going we're to be the ones part of it now. That's the, yeah. that's the thing, you know. You're going to be the charity, the next charity case kind of. Uh, and now they're saying that we're only talking about money. No. I don't, I don't think about money. I'm thinking about the it fact might be that a there's, no, there's no infrastructure. I think it's a language problem, probably, because we're talking about the problems of money, if yeah. anything. Uh, so yeah. they, I think they just don't understand what we're saying. Most people know that they don't need a lot of money to survive. You think they do? No, they don't. I know oh, they, they don't know that. Everybody right. knows. Yeah, yeah. No, I think they do know that they don't oh, they need do. a lot of they don't need, don't need, it's just, you know, what you get from the outside. It's kind of the influences that you get from the outside. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you live, you, <laughs> I say the, the number 80%, it's like a nice number to say. I'm thinking it's more. You live yeah. other people's lives. Yeah. Always, always live other people's life. The only thing that we're lucky in, uh, that's this I always say, I live my life. Yeah, I live my own too. life. That's it's the only the luckiest, thing I do. It's yeah, so that's lucky. the only thing I do. If anybody asks, how do you become what this? I lived my own, at one point, I disconnected and I yeah. lived my own life. That's what I always say. <clears throat> Recently, no, because we have, <laughs> we have this kind of thing. We have rules and guidelines that we need to follow. That's true. Yeah. But still, but, in, this, in this, I find my own life still. You know? But there is... I mean, and I have this in myself too, but there is generally, I think the first response to that of like, just live your most, the, the, the life of the highest integrity that you can live. The first thing people you, you will usually bring up is this basically like I have to eat kind of thing. Yeah. And I mean, I have that in me for sure. It's, it's always the battle where it's like. Survival. Survival, but. I love you to have hustle to also. You have to kind of jump off the cliff a bit and be like, I'm just going to do what I want to do. What's the most authentic and everything will work out. I love this uncertainty. I know it's, it's hard. hard. I know it's, it's really hard. hard. It's not it's hard. easy. But I've never knew that I'm going to get more gigs. Me too. Never. I've it's never so terrifying. Had, I've never been. <laughs> anything uh, I want and anything I wanted in my life is yeah. to be secure. Yeah. In this line of work, call it. Yeah. If we're talking about it as a job, every January, February is the worst time that you ever have. January and February, yeah. I, I go into March starts depths to of be despair. The, yeah, <laughs> March starts. That's why I never, that's why the last two years I was lucky enough to spend this time in Japan, for example, and yeah. in places that I don't need to think about. Yeah. You know, it's like only lucky putting money aside, knowing that this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. For example, it's like this is this is my way to, like to uh, how to say to, uh, you know to to be able to deal with that. But uh, there's never been it's never been certain. But I, I also it made me feel so much better once there was some contemporary like philosopher who said that for human beings there will never be security. Like, it's not possible. Like, yeah. we all aspire to security, always. But even when you have, like, I bet Jeff Bezos doesn't feel security. No. I bet he doesn't. 
You see what's the number one, number one moneymaker in the US and worldwide is insurance. Yeah, exactly. This is what people and it's like, and you write it, you read it. Everybody knows there's no insurance in life. No matter what, there is no insurance. There's none. There's never security. Yeah, but this is exactly what people are after. You're right. All the time. Always. Always prevents. That's what prevents them from living their dream, basically. I think this is the two parts of fear of death that's playing in roles in people. It's one, shutting you down. Yeah. Or the artistic side is creating as much as possible and to live forever. Yeah. You know, this is if you get to this kind of Bach mentality of this guy wrote thousands of things. Yeah. He never wanted to die. Yeah. This is what his biggest fear, fear, to die. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we lost you again. Audio. Sorry. Yeah, there you go. This is the struggle again with the career. Yeah. The same thing is the fear is the fear of death. Yeah. Which is stupid because everybody knows they're going to die. Also, this <laughs> virus. I think everybody's sure they're going to die. It's the yeah. only thing they see around them that's sure. This, this yeah. is secure. This position is secure in life. Yeah. And uh, I think the virus has the same kind of... It's, it's so uncertain, the virus itself, that it created the biggest fear in people. This is why I, what I worry most that uh, the result of it will be so different than what it is, what it's supposed to be. Yeah. What are we thinking, this kind of romantic, you know, 19th century thoughts that we have, that this will change the world and society. No. Yeah. This will create havoc, you know? This will create war, a real war, because it's fucking with us, the virus. Nobody knows if they got it. If they don't have it, they're going to be sick. They're not going to be sick, you know? The extent of the sickness they're going to have, if they're going to be sick, who is it hurting? They're hurting the, the older people. Oh, now it's young people. It's this, you know, this fear that's keep on. Even for us, you know, we're, I'm, I'm human as everybody, you know, but it's like, this is, the, this is why I fear the most now. It's this, the fact that somebody took the uncertainty that we had and just like multiplied it by thousands. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's not that I feel different than what I felt before. It's just amplified. That's why it's like, if somebody said, like, with this real... I mean, New York it has to be one of the worst places in the world to be right now. Um, if someone said, uh, you know, oh, it's... We're going to do this for three months. Yeah. Then we're done. And it'll be done. It would be infinitely easier for me. But it's so wide open, you know, and like to be when you start like going on the internet and trying to get answers to like, how long is this really going to go on? And then you see somebody say like, this is going to take years, you know, or someone being like, no, it'll be a few months or something. Like it's the uncertainty that really puts me in a dark place. I mean, there's no, if we talk about technical stuff, there is no cure and there's no vaccine. What is it? But there will be. Yeah, but what is it different than the flu vaccine? People are still dying from the flu. Yeah. I mean, less. It is less deadly. Yeah. The flu than this. But it was very deadly at the beginning of the flu. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not that different. The fact that a lot of 
I don't want to name names, said, oh, it's like this. And they weren't wrong in the fact that you need to prepare for the fact that it's here to stay with you. Yeah. Yes, it is dangerous now for a certain part of the population. And yes, it is. We could do some little, little steps to slow it down. Which is not true, because in sixty days you can get the whole population infected right. again. It doesn't matter, yeah, but uh why is nobody giving us a way to deal with this? like just live with it, all right, live with it. I went to the supermarket yesterday. It was hard. I'm not saying no, it was hard, and I'm not worried, yeah, even if I, I'm in I've already had any- it so. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not worried. I might have already had it. I've been on planes. I went to Japan. Yeah. I flew to the U.S., whatever. You probably I've been did. Everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I mean, subways, you know, it's here for a long time. I'm sure that if you were, if they were testing for SARS, a lot of people had SARS also. Yeah. Way more than, the, than you know, people that died or whatever. Because it is what it is. It's yeah. a contagious thing. But what's this, what's this? Like, what, what's this kind of society, like, what's the reason that the society is dealing with this in this way and not having the right, the right tools to deal with, you know, the reality? It's another point of escapism in life now. Just like yeah. being at home and all this bullshit and Zoom and all this shit that you see and even what we're doing. You know, yeah. we're, we're, not, we're not somebody, we're not better than anybody else. Yeah. You know, let's not any anybody can ever understand that I feel like I'm better than anybody. I'm not. I'm as equal, as afraid, as worried as anybody else in the world today. Always been, by the way. But uh I'm saying what what will you feel like if you were at the chance, what will be the tools to deal with it? Yeah. Like what would you do? What would you tell people, okay, you can live with us in this few steps. Yeah. I don't, well, it's like, I always thought it was like chicken pox. I don't know what you guys did, but when I was a kid. We, had, we, we just gave it to each other. We gave it. Yeah. My yeah, mother basically. brought me to like, gave it. Yeah. But because if adults get chicken pox, it can kill you. Yeah. You got to have it when it's beginning. You got to so face I don't know. it. You got to face it. Yeah. I mean, this is an ocean. It's a big wave and it's going to hit. Yeah. Where are you? Where do you want to be in the ocean where it's where it hits? Yeah, that's the and it's a huge wave. Well, also on a on a sort of like, I don't know. This is might be like my Buddhist thinking. Um, you can spend all of your time now like consumed with this stuff about the coronavirus, and it, and it's all kind of like you are operating on the assumption that you're going to live many more years or something and or you're, you're even going to live to the other side of this without something else happening like yeah. in the course of my day like my life is okay right now uh, you know i don't yeah. know <laughs> it's amazing the, how it minimized everything else in life yeah it's like man there's people that are suffering from diseases real diseases yeah that's what i mean yeah and they still like, suffer and they would do anything to yeah. trade places. Yeah, to have this kind us. of stay, stay at home, don't, yeah. catch, don't catch a flu-like virus. Yeah, you know? that would, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, you, I don't know. I still, so we're, I, we're you know. too comfortable. 
We're too comfortable in life. Yeah. We had too but much fun. But that's why going we back too much fun. <laughs> earlier to something that you said, like, there seriously was never a day that didn't go by that I didn't think myself, like, incredibly lucky to be doing what we do. I always, I've always thought it was, like, every time I put the fucking key in a hotel room door and open the door to a hotel. Like, I'm like, like, this is mm, amazing. Yeah. I'm like, someone put me up in the hotel and like, they're nice crispy, hotels crispy. too. Yeah, I love, I love nice. crispy, crispy shits. I go and I get on the bed and I, walk, I turn on yeah. TV because I, I don't have a TV at home. And I'm yeah. like, you know, I'm like, ah, I'm in this amazing room. And then the, someone takes me out to dinner and I get to play music for people. I'm like, it. it's fucking amazing. Amazing. That's not to say that, you know, like last year was kind of, or two years ago, I had like the slowest year ever. And I was in such despair, you know, living with that anxiety of like, I don't have any gigs on my yeah. calendar right now. Am I ever going to have another gig again? Like that kind of terror was I, brutal, but you know, I don't yeah. know. I just, you just trust that it, it works out. Yeah, just keep on working and things, things, I mean, you never knew why that happened to begin with. Yeah. So it's like, so it's like whatever. They're gonna and right again. now it's, it's especially applicable now that just, you really just take the day as it comes. Yeah. You know? It's pretty nice. You take the day like, as it comes. Like I just had some coffee, you know, it tasted good and the sun's out. You give, you, you. As as uh, cheesy as it sounds, you give gratitude to the simple things, you know? It is true. I mean, in all of life, that has always been the case. Is yeah. If you can appreciate whatever your circumstances are, then you're okay. I don't know. I would say thank you that this is not my prime. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if I would survive it mentally. No, no. Like I didn't survive the peak of my career also. I mean, I mean, not that I, I mean, the one of the peaks, I'm, I feel like there's a lot of peaks in the career. But yeah, it's like there are. Yeah. One of the, most of the first peaks you don't survive. No, they're very hard to ride. This yeah. kind of waves. Just, there is a few people that can ride the big waves, you know, they're like, ah, you know, they have the rules. Like I said, they have like this kind of rule book about how to survive these waves. <laughs> but I'm saying if it was in, in if it, if this would happen two, three years ago, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I could survive it, like mentally. This, but that's why, honestly, this was particularly brutal for me, because I'm going through another one of those peaks right now. Yeah, you know, I had this amazing tour lined up. I have two of my favorite records I've done. You know, coming out soon. Yeah, like things just felt like you know, they had these like ups and downs, yeah, like ups and downs, again. ups and downs. I was like, oh, I'm in like that real like uptime where like, I feel like I can kind of do no wrong right now. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and I'm like getting on the plane to go for this European tour where every gig is like one of my favorite places to play, you yeah. know, and it's like, <clears throat> sorry. And that, yeah, I don't know. But don't think it personally. I know. And it, <laughs> it, it, it'll come back. But someone said, um, you know, how do you get through the terror? Just trust it works out. And um, honestly, that's one of my big lessons in uh, psychedelics is like you, you take this thing and then you jump on this roller coaster where like you have no control over what's going to happen. 
And if you struggle and fight against it because you don't like what's happening, it's gonna get it, worse. your suffering will get yeah. exponentially worse. But if you can relax into it and kind of let go and let it happen, what was once a hell can potentially open up into like a paradise. And that's what it's always just kind of like giving in to even now this whole thing reminds me of like a psychedelic experience where it's like so much is out of our control. We we've relinquished control to everything. If you, the more you struggle against it, the more suffering you're going to bring on yourself. Yeah, it was at the beginning of it. It was mind blowing. It's like this kind of, (laughs) it was a trip. It was like a big, big kind of, and you see it explodes. It's like, it's funny when you speak to people, it's like you see it explodes in their brain. It's like one after the other, after the other. You know, they're just yeah. like, now it works for him. Now the, now it came up, now it came up, now it came up, yeah. you know? Yeah. That was, uh, that was funny. But, but still, the, I think the depression part of it, it's like the disparity yeah. is like, all right, it's been a month, let's say. And they're like, okay, so what's next? Yeah, people yeah. tell me it's just a day by day and i say all right but what about yeah. the, the fifth day what yeah. about the sixth day it's that's like, where what? we are now yeah, it's yeah. Like another day another day yeah that's all right could be worse i have to go in a minute but i thought yeah did you see my mug it's a good one i thought you would like that it's a very good one it's actually from the 80s so. yeah. original keep the kept it they kept it very well yeah well it's pretty faded but it's still yeah. Like, like the 80s memories yeah anyway yeah, thank, have, you for, thank you for yeah, a great thanks. chat yeah that was fun i want I, to, I, I I to ask more stuff uh, still yeah do these get archived yeah, yeah. it okay. is but uh, i i downloaded that then i i'm gonna i can upload it oh, on cool. youtube and soundcloud oh really this kind oh, of, yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. Vibe. Nice. cool yeah awesome. i'm working on it if anybody wants to help me i'm like just send me a message <laughs> Yeah, I have no money. I have no money to pay, but uh, you have time. I have time. I have, I can give yeah. my time. That really is the equation right now. Is like, I don't have any money, but I have time. Yeah. I always wanted time. Everybody yeah. wanted time. Everyone, that's the biggest luxury. Now we all have it. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Anyway, I'm so glad to... people uh, people showed up. I saw so many names in the feed of people that I miss seeing so much. They're still here. They're still waiting for you to speak. (laughs) No, really speak out. Just say whatever you want. It's all right. People upload music. I upload music every day. Really? Yeah. I do like free downloads of stuff that I have rights and whatever mixes. And I don't care. I never cared. I always wanted to share. It's the only thing that I always wanted to do in my life is to share. Yeah. Share stuff, you know, stuff that I like. Yeah. Which is what is what brought us to be DJs, to share it music that we like. With people. Yeah. Um, some will get it, some will not. I always say, I have a language. I speak a language. Maybe not everybody can understand the language, but they can feel it. But it's like you said, that's why those gigs that I've had recently were like, actually, my last gig that I played was on a Sunday afternoon techno party um, and we all played for free and there was no social media, uh, announcement. We just made like little printed flyers. Um, 
And it was so amazing and it was so fun and it was small, but the people that were there were just so into it. it, You know, they were so into it. We'll go back to it. One of my, honestly, one of my dreams is moving to New York and, you know, and be a part of the new, the new wave that's going to be. Yeah, it's great. And then like, we'll go back to it. I don't care. Yeah. I know it's hard, but we'll, we'll make it happen. For sure. Yeah. 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 All right, let's finish on a high note. All right, yeah, speak to sounds you soon. good. Good to see Thanks you. Thanks again. Yeah. You too, man. Bye. Bye.